We're speaking to you today from the traditional and unceded territories of the Tisilkaz Po First Nation, the Lake Babine First Nation, the Skintai Band, the Cheslada Carrier Nation, Nitai Ban First Nation, and Wet'suwet'en First Nation. Welcome to Brand Appeal, where we talk about brand storytelling in the digital age. I'm talking today with Corian Swenson and Kim Sam about their foray into the cannabis retail industry. So girls, you I keep saying girls, it's so terrible, isn't it? <laughs> We're not girls anymore. <laughs> I haven't been for a long time. I think it's because I've known you so long because I don't do it with anyone else, Corian. I just seem to do it with you. And I think it's because I've known you since we were girls. Exactly. You know, I, I met no Corinne when I was two. She was, my mom was taking me for a walk and Corinne was standing on her, at the bay window of her house, knocking on the window. Next thing you know, <laughs> we're friends for life. Exactly. So, yeah. And that, you know, really kind of takes me to the whole idea of, you know, the co-cannabis thing. Because, you know, growing up together, cannabis was illegal. And we've had times in our lives where we've been at parties and, it was there, but it was illegal and very taboo and didn't want anyone to know that you were even around it, let alone um, new people that were growing it. Let's talk about how you decided on the cannabis store, Corinne. Let's sure. So my family actually had uh, plans to open up a coffee shop in, in Burns Lake. And so when the KFC closed down, they took over that location, started to do all the updates and the renovations to the store. And uh, because I was working in the cannabis industry, we were approached to open up a cannabis store at that location instead of going ahead with our coffee shop. So we went through the motions with that group and explored it. And as it was, it wasn't the right fit. And so they were no longer interested. And so Kim's family and, and my family started discussing it. Is this something we can do? There were no cannabis stores in Burns Lake at the time. We felt there was a need for sure. We're definitely interested and passionate about the product. And uh, so we we jumped in, decided that we could do it ourselves. We started, a, uh, each of us started new businesses from scratch to create a partnership. And here we are, It's it's been fun and challenging and a lot of hard work. Our doors are open and, and we're just excited to be here. Kim, I wanna quickly ask you, like you have known Corey for a long time as well. How long, how did you meet Corrine and how long have you guys been friends? Well, we've been besties for friends. Our kids are friends. They were in drama together, hockey together. So we've traveled many weekends away together for hockey and we've done family vacations. Corrine's kids actually have worked for me at our subway. We've got a lot of history. Going into business with friends. Do you guys have any uh, tips for people that think are thinking about doing that? No, that <laughs> 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 is different. We're we're just lucky that we work really well together, and and we both know each other's strengths and our weaknesses, and we can help each other to to step in or or step back when we need to. I want to explore and unpack because what kind of strengths do each of you bring to the to this partnership? Corinne, do you want to start? Oh, sure. Well, um, my uh, my family, my husband was in business for 20 plus years, started a couple of different businesses, but usually always around the um, IT. 
Our kids have experience setting up uh, businesses and they all worked for Josh and, and learned everything they could about, about IT for sure. And, and you know, that customer service and, and retail experience. Our daughter, uh, who is turning 19 and will be a partner here next next week, she'll be a, be able to be an official partner. So she actually attended Yale Entrepreneurship class in grade 11, and she led her team to the province where they placed second place in the province for their entrepreneurship idea that they had and business that they wanted to start. For myself and what I bring, I. I've worked, I have an economic development background. I worked with the region of Balkanuchako for just about 10 years, all the different businesses and community groups across the region. I've worked on many marketing projects and I have great HR skills and just a, a wide variety of experience that I was exposed to, I guess, probably at, at the, doing the economic development is probably the, the latest uh, project I would mention. What about you, Kim? What's your strength? What's your skill set? I've worked for over 20 years for the Burns Lake Band, the local First Nation here. I uh, was their finance manager. I was office manager and I helped with the uh, economic development. So helping with the gas bar and the hotel. We have an Indigenous business here in Burns Lake. Uh, the subway, which we opened about 12 years ago. So I've learned a lot with, with owning that. And our kids grew up working and, and managing the store. Our oldest daughter, Cassie, has been managing it since she was about 19. And Regan and Tyler have been assisting her and learning lots of stuff about, you know, finance and, and customer service and different management skills. Our oldest son and his wife actually have their own consulting company. So they also have bring a lot of skills to the table. I think we're, we're ready for this. That's, that's great. And here's one thing that I want to unpack as well that you guys were kind of going along the edges of, and that is you're not the only owners of this company. You have other owners. Can you tell me about those other owners and how they're unique to, to a business? and you, uh, your daughter is going to be part owner. I mean, you're, this isn't just a partnership between friends. This is- No, for sure. Our families are, are right involved as well. And, <laughs> and not just with their working, obviously, at the store as, as bud tenders serving our customers, but they're part of the uh, managing of the, the business as well, mm -hmm. for sure. And, and we have large families, you know, my husband and I have three kids and and uh, Kim and her husband have four kids. And so, you, you know, we're, there's a lot of us working on this project together. Like you said, you have had your children work in your business before. How, how rewarding is it to work with your children? Um, it's pretty rewarding. I, I love that we're all in each other's lives and, and move forward together and us close so I mean I get to I get to see my kids just about every day I just love that I just absolutely love that you guys get to see your kids every day that you're that they're involved in this project with you and you're building something together you know I think that's really important in today's world where a lot of kids go off like mine and go off to university and get involved in their own lives and mom just is there when you know maybe I need her <laughs> so 
you know, with our with our kids, uh, certainly we're teaching them a lot about the business and we're learning together, but they're bringing a unique experience for us too with their age and their friendships that they have and end up learning a lot together. And I think it's a, it's a great team bringing those different perspectives and diversity. Uh, it's It works well together, everybody being open to each other's ideas and, and talking things through for sure. So I can see your t-shirts there and with the with the name of your yes. company and the logo. So how did you come up with the name Crossroads Cannabis? Well, Crossroads Cannabis is on the the corner of Highways 35 and Highway 16. So <laughs> we called it Crossroads when we were going to start with the coffee shop and knew that the community was anticipating a Crossroads business and so decided to go to go ahead with that. Let's dig a little deeper into the brand story and what you have planned. So how is your retail store unique? Kim, do you want to start since you're sitting in the store right now? <laughs> uh, well, like Karine said, our store like location is fantastic. We're right on the corner of Highway 16 and Highway 35. Um, we just actually got permission to start using our pickup window. So customers can now order and pay online and just drive up and get their product without leaving their nice warm car. So that's really great. I was just going to say, how important is that in Burns Lake right now? Order from home or order from their phone and drive through without ever having to leave their car. So how important in Burns Lake is that? Because most people don't know where Burns Lake is. Well, with our weather right now, it is it has been chilly, and so to to not have to leave the the vehicle, and it, you know, I'm sure our customers will appreciate that option. And then, of course, with the concern of spreading COVID too, then the, it just reduces that as well. So it's a really great option for our customers to to uh, be able to just drive through and pick it up. Of course, they could even come in their pajamas, and we wouldn't know the difference. You know, one of the things we did to introduce the drive-through is we have a VIP program and all of our VIPs, when we made the announcement that they were notified before the public that we were going to be opening the window and they were given a 10% off discount to use the drive-through window at, and try it out. So, you know, I think that that also makes us uh, unique is our VIP program where we want to ensure that our customers are connected with us and, and we're being able to provide them with some rewards and discounts, birthday discounts, and that we, we just think that that's important as well. So that you're really trying to engage your, your community, Crossroads yeah. community, and your community at large. Now, you said Burns Lake isn't very big. Kim, can you let me know, like, how, let me know about Burns Lake. What's it like there? <laughs> There's only about, oh, I think it's about 2,800 to 3,000 people in in town. We have quite a large outlying area, though, so we probably serve about a customer base of 10,000. Yeah, it's a it's a really great great little town, and we're we're glad to be doing business here and serving the people around here. How long have you been in Burns Lake? I have been in Burns Lake 48 years. You're both long-term residents. How important is that to your brand? Well, I think that, you know, Kim and I both grew up in Burns Lake, um, as did our husbands. Uh, we've chosen to raise our families in the community. It's welcoming and, and supporting uh, community. And we want to provide the 
services and products that our community needs and wants. And since we're from Burns Lake and know our neighbors, and um, then we feel that we're able, we're going to be able to do that for sure. And we are a part of this community. We volunteer, we participate, we support our friends and neighbors and local businesses. Our community has told us they want to support a locally owned cannabis store mm -hmm. and um, that they've been excited uh, along for the ride with us to get to opening doors. And, you know, they've been stopping us on the streets and saying, you know, hurry up and open. I can't wait to, to support you. And I know Kim's family has said the same, that people come in the subway and and uh, say the same thing, right? It, it is for sure. That's great. As women, you're in a male-dominated, traditionally male, well, it's not really that long of a real legal industry, but it is traditionally a male-dominated industry. What, what are your plans as women running a women's company retail to distinguish yourself as different than maybe another retailer? Like you said, Shannon, it's traditionally been male-oriented. It's almost a bro culture. And we see women are really emerging now as leaders and taking on all kinds of roles in the industry. We really hope to change perspective around cannabis. We want to normalize it, professionalize, impact the change right from the start. And cannabis is kind of the new wine for moms and professionals. So we're looking forward to being able to encourage our customers to come in and explore and see what we have to offer. Well, I think the cannabis industry is really unique in that there is, you know, in our experience, we've seen a lot of support for each other's businesses. You know, when we were working at the, the startup for a couple of years there, we were dealing with producers and suppliers and retail stores. You know, there's a real camaraderie and acceptance within the industry. Mm -hmm. I don't think you see that in, in all industry, for sure, that competition maybe gets in the way. So everyone is genuinely excited and uh, wanting to support you and see you succeed. And I think that, you know, women help to promote that unified culture. We, we have uh, strong interpersonal communication skills. You know, we help to diversify the industry and we're great problem solvers to <laughs> take that initiative. Women have a role to play and we're seeing, like Kim said, we're seeing that happening where leaders are women leaders are stepping up. We are women-led companies, so not only the day-to-day -day management of the store, but Reagan and I are directors for the company, and Kim and I are managing partners for our company. And I believe that makes us stand out. As I said before, this used to be an illegal industry. And we grew up with a de facto legal element to cannabis in that it was everywhere, even though it was illegal. But it did come with a stigma. It did come with some shame. How has that changed since it's been legalized? And is that going, are you finding that there's going to be a problem opening a retail store or are people really accepting of the cannabis store? I think that it's almost freeing to have it be legalized now. We've mentioned previously that would hide it or you wouldn't be able to feel comfortable to share that you were using or wanting to experiment or with the different cannabis products to have it be now our community was very welcoming they they were excited about it and and looking forward to it i think there's a safety that comes along with legalization that you know where your product's coming from you know that it's it it is a safe 
safe product for sure. We have a lot to learn. We're not heavy users of the product, so we're now experimenting. I think that there are many women and maybe of the older generation that, uh, you know, maybe would have consumed cannabis if they had been given the opportunity. As not experienced consumers, our friends and family have now told us that if they had been told 20 years ago, we were gonna be selling cannabis, they never would have believed it. How supportive have friends and family been? Very, very supportive. Uh, you know, I, I think that uh, sure they were maybe surprised that the that the product was cannabis, but um, we have um, a lot of support from friends, family, the community that know us and and want to see us succeed. And whether it's cannabis or something Subway or something else. <laughs> you know? As a mom, I raised two kids and you know you're like okay no that's a bad thing and when I told Carter that I'm going to be helping Corrine and Kim with their marijuana business his first thing was that's ironic because I would take it away and I would say no and yet here you are in a business with your children um how was that was that really hard for you as a mother to kind of come around that mindset of going okay this is something I don't want them to be involved in and now we're opening up a business with them and they're going to be a piece of it. How do how do you handle that as a mom? I think knowing that uh, you know cannabis can can be good in certain instances, and and it's not what it was made out to be years ago. People are starting to become more educated on it. There's more uses. My my kids use it, and they've used it for you know pain management, and they've used it for anxiety. In our house, it's not just to go get high. Mm -hmm. It's, I mean, it, I mean, it definitely is sometimes when they're having a nice evening or whatever. But it's that's not that's not what it's for all the time. It's it's also helpful and and so as a as a mom, I see the benefits and how it can help them. There there isn't a problem with us going into business with mom and the kids. <laughs> Because there's that whole mind shift when your kids become legal age yes. and they become adult and all of a sudden they're adulting. And that's kind of where the mind shift can be, you know, really difficult. Not just in the fact that, you know, first it's the drinking because they get to drinking age and then or driving age and then drinking age. There's there's all these things that you think of when they're little. I don't want them to do that. And then the come, time comes around and they do it. And it's like, oh, I guess it really wasn't that big of a deal. <laughs> you know, like it's it's not easy being a mom at the best of times but how do you how did you guys shift I'm sorry I know I'm going off on a little bit of a tangent here but as moms how did you shift to that you know you're an adult how did your relationship change with your children I I think as your children grow your you and your children adapt I mean every every year is different every year they experiment more or they do more things you're willing to open it up and tell them more about your history or whatever. So I, I think you adapt slowly together and it's not such a big drastic change or whatever as they become adults. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely a mind shift. Now there is another piece to your business that is interesting and that is the Indigenous piece because you have an Indigenous ownership, you have roots in the Indigenous community. How important is it to the Indigenous community that there is a Indigenous-owned retail 
place that they can come in and buy from um, Indigenous people. Well, Burns Lake has a large Indigenous population. So my husband and my children are members of the Burns Lake Band and the Witsit First Nation. Indigenous-owned companies like ours help to raise Indigenous visibility and they enhance relationships between Indigenous and non-Indigenous community members. There are not a lot <laughs> of Indigenous-owned businesses. So to see a partnership like ours, we hope will inspire First Nations people and bands to own their own. And we're, we're also very interested in partnering with other Indigenous entrepreneurs mm -hmm. to open provincial licensed cannabis stores in other communities. Provincial licensed, how many hoops did you have to jump through? Was that a long process or was it a short one? Corinne, can you kind of dive well, into it this? was a long one. <laughs> there, you know, I think everybody's learning that the province, uh, the federal government, you know, they're this was a brand new venture and with it being illegal for so long, then they, there were certainly concerns that they needed to address for, for just the general public. So there were a lot of hoops to jump through. And with our company, we, I, we've mentioned, we have a, a lot of owners in, in our uh, company. You know, each, each of us had to jump through those hoops. It takes time, but the, the most important piece for us was the municipal support that we needed to for our application. And so it was greatly appreciated that working with the, the village and, and then the community members that supported our application to go forward. But it does, it takes time. I, I think that, you know, even in the time that we've been working on our application and, and getting the, the doors open, there's been uh, improvements for sure to the process. Um, so it is a, a little bit easier, not as many hoops to jump through. Because just even getting the drive-through open, you couldn't just open it up. No, and we still can't run a, a drive-through, a technical drive-through, right? But what we can offer is a pickup window because curbside pickup is uh, allowed, then we were we were able to do that. So it's it, they're kind of considering that similar to, to curbside pickup. You, you can't make your order at the window, but you can order online and, and pay online from your home or your vehicle and, and then drive up and, and pick up your order that way. Do you guys have delivery yet? We don't. We're currently looking at the delivery options, but uh, we haven't started it yet. I want to talk about the brand again, because this is Brand Appeal, and we are kind of talking about branding. What values do you want to sh showcase in your brand? I think that we are authentic. We believe in being yourself, and we don't pretend to be something we're, we're not. Mm -hmm. We are not a, a legacy store, and we are learning and excited and passionate about doing that, but... I think that we want our customers to, to feel that they can come in and be themselves and accepted for, for who they are as we are. They're definitely authentic. Yes, responsibility to our staff and to our customers. Um, we're committed to learning, offering a safe environment, inviting shopping experience, and also passion. Our bud tenders are passionate. We want, we're passionate about our business and we're passionate about cannabis. You know, I would also like to just mention about uh, courage too. You know, yes. Kim and I both had very safe, stable pension jobs. Joining the entrepreneurship channel is, is not uh, an easy thing and it, it does take a lot of courage or at least it did for us to step out of our 
comfort zone and, and try something new. And I would say that with the, the products too, we want our customers to have the courage to come in the store and be open and, and try something that they might not have, have tried. I want to unpack two things with that. First, I want you to dive a little bit deeper. A big thing for people who, oh, I wish I could be self-employed. Like you guys really did have secure jobs. You had those kind of jobs that mothers and fathers want their kids to have because they know that they're, they're going to be employed for life. What kind of mindset, like what kind of choice, what was the catalyst for you to have to leave that position? I know for me, my my husband has always supported me to try and get out on, on my own. He has always said that, you know, if I put in half of the dedication and, and commitment I did to, to my employer, to our business or my business, that I would be really successful. And instead of working for someone else, would be working for our family and, and for myself. I was ready to try something new. I had been in, you know, working for 20 plus years for college and then for uh, local government and was ready to, to be unsafe, <laughs> to try something new, to step out there. And I'm, I'm glad I did. There's gonna be times it's, it's taken its uh, time to get here. We had some things that didn't work out along the way, but you learn from those and just ready to, to move forward. Kim, what about you? What kind of mindset did it take for you to make the jump? <laughs> <laughs> my husband is very entrepreneurial he's very good at taking risks he uh, served on uh, council for the Burns Lake Band as chief so every couple of years you know our whole family would be like okay is he gonna be re-elected or are we gonna find something else to you know to support us and like 12 years ago he wanted to start the subway so we had something that was a little more stable for us and it was a real success for us and and I just wanted to he's he's taught the kids to be so open and and entrepreneurial and I wanted to kind of jump on that wagon too I guess and and be part of that and not be you know stuck in my everyday job and and uh while I while I watch them all have fun <laughs> <laughs> so are you having fun are you happier I am having fun I'm, there's nothing better than going into business with your kids and your bestie <laughs> <laughs> when your customers leave your store, how do you want them to feel? What kind of experience do you want them to be walking away with? Um, well, I think we want to make sure that our customers feel welcome when they come into our store, that they feel appreciated for taking the time to shop with us and uh, just be comfortable to be themselves, a nice, safe environment that they can explore the different products and, and learn more about them as well. And we're just really excited to be able to, to offer this to, to everyone. Hope our customers come in and they have their questions answered. Our bud tenders are, are very knowledgeable. They're experienced um, cannabis consumers. We're offering our bud tenders online um, certificate program that, that they're attending. And I want our customers to have their, their questions answered, to find that product that they leave excited about and come back and tell us how how it went or what their next product might be that they're interested in trying. How was the education? Like, was it a huge education curve? Did you have to learn a lot about cannabis itself? Cannabis itself, I think is, I think we've all learned a lot 
you know, just over the years in conversations or whatnot. But uh, I find that I learn something new in here every day. There's so many different ways that people can consume cannabis and different accessories that, that they're using. Yeah, I mean, every, every day my customers or my butt tenders are teaching me something new. It's, it's really fun. <laughs> I was surprised at how many different types there are and different ways of consuming it and different companies and different products. Wow, it's not really a young industry, but the fact that so many companies were able to start up real quick and come up with new ideas and new innovations and new products in a relatively short period of time. It's quite impressive. So as Crossroads is an Indigenous partnership, we are excited to work with the BC Liquor and Cannabis Distribution Branch to promote Indigenous cannabis products through their new program. They just launched a program and the goal of the program is to put the spotlight on cannabis products that were grown by BC Indigenous producers. We're able to highlight those online and in-store and we hope the new program will help with purchasing decisions and can more easily identify the Indigenous products. Getting into this business together, what was kind of the thing that you learned the most or the biggest lesson that you've had so far? For me, it's been, well, did you say, what did you say, Kim? Patience. <laughs> yeah. For but sure. your mother. I thought for sure you'd have that. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah, no, this this endeavor has tested our patience many times. For me, I think the biggest lesson has been trust. There's been some people that have come in into my life and into the this endeavor. It has shown me that my family, Kim, her children. We do trust one another and you need that to be a, a success and, and to build a, a successful company. I appreciate that very much. There's been some broken trust and so that, that's been a lesson for me is to where to place my trust and knowing that I can do that with, with the partners that we have now. And it, it's it's been a hard lesson, but a good lesson to, to be at this place now. One thing about being an entrepreneur in a startup and it doesn't matter, I mean, it doesn't matter about the cannabis industry or the fintech industry or any industry. There are always people that aren't 100% on the up and up. Well, for me, the focus is on the, the fact that that we do have trust and we are going to be successful with our, our team and we're moving forward strongly. So for me, that it's the it's the focusing on the, the positive and the, the solution is uh, is important for me. You know, entrepreneurs are a are, are unique type of people. Are you building those skills, those entrepreneurial skills where you have to wear a lot more hats than you've ever had to wear before? Well, I think both Kim and I have, have, have bring those to the table anyway. So I think we've always been involved in, in many different aspects of our lives with volunteering and, and different businesses and, and supporting in, you know, friends or community or what have you. So, no, there's, we, we juggle all the time. And I think that we, we had that in, in place for sure, but it's definitely necessary with entrepreneurship. For mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. Well, I'm really wishing the best for both of you. I think you're going to do amazing in that, you know, you're, you've set up in your hometown you have a community that is rooting for you. How important is word of mouth in a small town? It's very important. 
in a small town, does does your advertising and your brand messaging have more reach organically? Well, there's there's not a lot of choice in a small town. It's not like the city where you know you have a a different option or opportunity on every block. It is important the word of mouth that we we are doing our best and that we're here to please our customers and. It's important. And what about reputation? Because that is another piece of branding is to ensure that you have the right reputation and that you protect that reputation. And in a small town, it's even more important. And you're bringing that reputation with you to this company. And I think that that's going to help you in a lot of different ways. Do you have a goal that you want to, that you're looking at in the next little bit? Well, with just opening the doors, I mean, we're just trying to to build our our customer base, to make sure that we have the products that they're looking for and and in stock. First goal was for me was after getting open was the pickup window. And so, uh, you know, I guess our our next goal now is is just building that VIP program and and just making sure that we are, are there for our customers. Now, do your customers ask for certain products that you may not have? Yes, yes, and uh, our bedtenders know to to also ask. You know, if they can't, if they come in and they're looking for something, and they say, you know, I don't see what you want, we're we're taking notes and we're trying to bring in the products that people are interested in. It's tricky, and I know Kim, you know more about it than I do, but with only being able to order through the BC wholesale, there are limited quantities often. You might not see the same product the next week um, that your customer enjoyed. And there are some some issues with being able to to ensure we have what our our customers are looking for. If we're not able to, then we're looking for those alternatives for them, for sure. Are you able to diversify your product if you have to go through the one one wholesaler? No, we, we have to order all cannabis products through the... BC Cannabis Wholesaler. And what about? Um, accessories though, we could, you know, there, there may be, you may find different accessories uh, in our store for sure. How many v- different types of wholesaling companies are there out there for accessories? More and more coming on board all the time for sure. <laughs> oh, and they'll find you now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, thank you girls for, I did it again. Thank you guys. Thank you for uh, joining me today here on Brand Appeal. I really do appreciate and sharing your brand story with me. I wish you the best. And I know that you're going to just rock it up there in Burns Lake. Great. Thanks so much for having us, Shannon. Thank you, Shannon. Really appreciate it being here today. You know, I love telling brand stories and getting to help a friend tell her brand story about a new business that she's very excited about is just really rewarding. And really knowing her for as long as I have, I am surprised that it is a cannabis company. It's amazing how much our opinions have changed and how much society has changed over the 20, 30, okay, almost 50 years that we have been around. And it's exciting to see this opening up and this acceptance in more than just the cannabis industry. In today's world of divisiveness, of two tech camps going at it with hate messages, I think it's time that we really look at how far we have come and how our opinions have changed and how we've 
become more accepting of the fringe element. And we need more positivity. We need more stories like this one where two friends and their adult children came together to open up a store in their hometown and are selling a product that for most of the mothers most of all of their lives has been taboo and they're changing that by creating a safe uh, place to come with education i'm really rooting for them and if you're ever driving past or through burns lake i should say stop in at crossroads take a look see what they have available uh and I really hope that you enjoyed today's conversation. I know I did, and I'm really enjoying working with these two women. Peel out.